Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. to open doors of ministry and I saw yourself finding yourself sometimes on a big stage sometimes on a small stage sometimes with a small group of people sometimes with a large group of people because God's opening a door for you where you bring the message of his servant leadership that you raise up that within people and I bless you with that Anzala I just saw a fine knitting work that the Lord is busy with and he's depositing that in you to do a fine work within the lives of people to knit that which was torn to bring back and make whole that which has been broken let that be the fine work that the Holy Spirit brings through you and it's a gentle work it's a grace work and you'll sense it and feel it as the Holy Spirit just stirs in you to continue in that. And that will open up for you the hearts of women. It will open up the hearts of young women. It will open up the hearts of teenage young women, teenage girls, for a fine work to be done in their lives. And we praise the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I saw the word written over you, collaborate for form, collaborate for form. And I believe and sense that the Holy Spirit is confirming to you in your heart what's already been stirred in your heart. But there's a connection of collaboration, of gifting and of talent and anointings that brings together script writing. And with that, it's filming and production. And I bless you with that word in Jesus' name. I saw that the Lord confirms once again your call to that of the office of the prophet and that you are moving into that. God's raising you in that. In that I saw that the Lord gives you an affinity and an ability to restore balance in the prophetic ministry and especially to restore healthy balance amongst women in the prophetic ministry. And I bless you with that word in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My brother, what's your name? Isaac. Riaz. Okay. What does your name mean? Bed of roses. Interesting. Amen. Praise the Lord. I saw clearly that the Lord is taking the old files of the reputation of your past and he's taking out all the detail and all the information out of those files he's emptying those files because the Lord is cleaning up your name your name has had a bad reputation because people dragged your name through the mud and the Lord says I'm lifting it up 
I'm cleansing it. I'm establishing it. I'm removing the old files. And I see a new work that the Lord does. And you are writing the faith story of God's will for your life. It's a story of faith and of the faithfulness of God. And you will see God being faithful in every single area of your life. Every single area in Jesus' name. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yaku, I just saw that the Lord is raising you as a man in His kingdom that reflects this statement. Total life prosperity. In every area of life, you will prosper. You will be a symbol of God's goodness and of God's prosperity, His prosperity. Every area, physically, materially, socially, spiritually, emotionally, you will prosper. And I release that over your life in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are such a good God. You are such a great Lord. Just looking for the other person. The Lord showed me. There you are. What's your name, brother? Yeah, yours truly. Ashwin. Okay. What does your name mean? Born to win. Wow! Praise God. Are you a winner? Yes, you were born to win. You should be winning. I just see the hand of the Lord coming upon your life with fragrance. And the fragrance of the Holy Spirit literally catapults you into a place of divine favor. Where the favor of God is going to really just break out in your life. You will find favor with people that you never thought you'd have favor with. And you will know it's the favor of God. It's not because of something you did. It's because He's a favoring God and He's favorable. But it comes with the release of His fragrance. As you continue to carry the Lord in your life, as you continue to host and carry His presence, you will just see avenues broke, break open for you of His divine favor. And there will come a day and it will not be soon. It will be a time from now that you'll be in a seat where you say, I'm not supposed to be here. This doesn't make sense. But the Lord's favor made a way. And you will find yourself in His favor. Amen. Let's give Him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We will still have some ministry. Don't be worried. Thank you so much to this wonderful worship team. Let's give them a hand and praise the Lord for them. Amen. I so enjoyed the worship. It was so anointed, crisp and fresh. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Today we are having a sermon title entitled A Fresh Cross. A fresh cross. And you can follow with me as I move with the slides and the Holy Spirit. If we go to the next slide, there's three questions that I would like to start out with and pose and for you and me to think about. Firstly, is the cross still fresh? 
Second question, is our testimony a reality? And thirdly, how does God view the cross? And as we journey through Scripture today, I trust the Holy Spirit to reveal to you in the knowledge of Jesus that which is the answer to these questions, even if it only answers one of them to you. Once again, thank you for the wonderful privilege and opportunity, Pastors Wilmer and Natasha, Eckhart and Anzel and your leaders team to minister the word here today. Father, your word is true. It is quick. It is sharp. It is able to transform. Let your grace of your Holy Spirit now rest upon this word. Think through my thoughts and speak through my lips. In Jesus' name, amen. We go to the first scripture, that slide on 1 Corinthians 1.18. We want to touch also on that which the cross enables, represents, and releases. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. Amen. Who of you are saved... Looks like the majority. Those that didn't raise your hand, we're going to create opportunity for you for that. It is a power. It is the power of God unto us who are saved. And we often drift a little bit away from this revelation because we discover new things. We discover wonderful new revelations about other areas of God's will for our lives. But at the end of the day, everything starts and ends at the cross. Amen? Okay, only three people believe me. Maybe at the end of the sermon I'll have more correspond to that. You see, power flows through and from the cross. The power of His resurrection. Paul says, I would really just cast away all things, give everything up to know Him and to know the power of His resurrection. The Holy Spirit working in us and through us with resurrection power. If we want the power of God without the cross of Christ, it is not true to His heart then we are entering into an area of performance instead of the place of true intimacy. Amen? Because at the cross, we find the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. It is when we embrace the wonderful Savior on the cross, but also embrace His death and His resurrection. Raising us to new life, that's where we find power. Some years ago, my wife and I led a congregation much similar to your congregation in the West Rand. And there came a, a young lady into the congregation. She sat in the third row and she looked like a Satanist. Well, not a professional one. But she was clothed in black and she had black makeup and black nail polish and some of my leaders came to me and said, Pastor, this is a problem. This lady, we need to do something. I said, don't worry. She needs to hear the message of grace. She needs to hear about the cross. Just leave her. 
So as we preached and continued in sermons and she just joined, she didn't really interact strongly with anybody. We just left her and showed her love as far as we could and, and we preached the word. And in the preaching of the word, there was often reference to the cross and the meaning and the power of the cross. And in that, there was a moment that she committed her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. She embraced the cross, but we didn't know it. She was a little bit in secrecy about it because she was very introverted. And then I started seeing something slowly but surely. The next Sunday she came to church and she had a colorful scarf on. And I said, okay. And my wife, Erica, loves color. She's a very colorful lady. She always says that she's so glad she did not travel with the Israelites in the desert because they had to wear one pair of clothes for 40 years. She loves color and she loves new things. And she was just seeing this color, identifying there's some color. The next Sunday she came there and she had no black on. Can you believe it? She was going for gray and a bit of color. <laughs> she was taking it slowly in the progress. The nail polish wasn't black anymore. And something started changing in her and also outwardly in her life. Not just her apparel, but even her look, her smile. And then she started engaging with people in the congregation. And she joined one of our young adult cells. Where are the young adults? Amen. Yes. And in that she was discipled. And eventually, long story short, she was a transformed young lady. She came to church wearing no black, having some color in her life, outwardly smiling, being joyful. And she met her husband there in church. And they are married today and they have four boys. Can you believe it? A transformed life. Because the cross, the message it bears is the power of God. And the true power of God is a transformed life. It's not in being the man of power for the hour. It's in people seeing a transformed life. Resurrection life is lived through the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Say, I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. So please don't. Don't even try. You're going to waste your time and your energy. If you try and be transformed by yourself, very little success. When you rely on the Holy Spirit to bring transformation, He does. He brings the wonderful transformation that He desires. That He wants to reveal Christ through in our lives. Amen. My wife is still praying for transformation in my style. I like it, but there's not a color in this. She's looking for color, so she's still praying. All things are possible to those who believe. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. The cross is not only power. It's also a testimony. In 2 Peter 3, 8, it says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. 
Say with me, God lives outside of time. He's not limited by it. He is not moved by it, nor is he controlled by it. I say to my kids, I think from the Lord's perspective, this is not theology, so don't quote me. Just take it out from the video. <laughs> is to him, I think we are moving in super slow motion. So it's very easy for him to just walk into a time frame and do something. Because we are moving so slow. And he is light. He's not like light. He travels at the speed of light as light. The speed of light without making this too mathematical means that when I lift my feet here, I'm already in New York. That's the speed of light. That's the God we serve. And he has a desire to bring the testimony of our lives to the lives of people. But that testimony has to be around the testimony of the cross. For our God, the cross is fresh. To our God, it is for the Father like His Son Jesus died yesterday on the cross. The smell of it. The brokenness of heart of it. Every feeling and emotion of it is real. It is fresh. It has not diminished. It has not dried up. It has not been watered down. It is fresh to Him. So to us, the cross needs to remain fresh. We've just read it's the power unto salvation. It's the nucleus of our testimony. You see, the redeeming blood of Jesus is fragrant and fresh. I said it's fragrant. It's fresh and crystal clear like yesterday. It's supposed to be close to our heart, close to our thoughts, close to our mind. I remember the day when I was totally lost and I cried out to him and he saved me. And it only came by revelation of the cross. And what the cross declares. Because the cross declares, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. If you are doubting God's love, go to the cross. His message of love is written over the cross. I died for you because I loved you. Amen. It's his love that took him to the cross. Hebrews 12, 24 says to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling. We're going to have communion as well today. That speaks better things than that of Abel. The blood speaks the message of grace. That you know that the blood of Jesus is at this very moment speaking in the throne room of God before the Father of your and my redemption. It has a voice. It bears a testimony of His forgiveness, redemption, and pardoning of our sins. And often I find that people battle with this. They battle to believe that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that their status has not changed. Even if they get angry when a vehicle drives in front of them, their righteousness has not changed. 
status remain the same. You are forgiven. You are washed in my blood. You are still my child. Just think for yourself if my children would be naughty and because they're naughty, I leave them outside of the house. No, stay outside. You're not welcome here. You've been naughty. I continue to love them and show them my grace. I may discipline them, chastise them lovingly. Fortunately, our kids are all grown up, which delivers another challenge. That is when they come to visit, they greet me very lovingly and then walk to the fridge. <laughs> it's the way it works. <laughs> but they have boldness to come in. They have unashamed entrance and even to access their mom's fridge and all the leftovers. That's when you have two young men as your sons, of course. You don't know anything about that. Amen? <laughs> The blood speaks. It has a message. Let the message speak. Let your testimony bring voice to the message that you are forgiven, you are pardoned, you are redeemed, you are saved. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. The Word of God says, 2 Peter, uh, 1 Peter 2.24, By His stripes, by His lashings, by His pain and suffering, we are healed already happened at the cross it took place there so as we go to the cross and we say Jesus you paid for my sin but also for my sickness I can receive from the cross the healing power of the wounds of Jesus amen we as a family over years by God's grace alone I've been taught by the Holy Spirit that when someone is ill in our home, we don't go to the doctors immediately. We first pray. We consult the Lord. I'm not talking about an arm that's cut off and then you first pray. You go to emergency for that and get that sorted. But we pray and ask the Holy Spirit. In about 70% of the times, the Lord directs us to just simply believe Him and His Word. And we see healing. I've got so many beautiful testimonies of that. Just materialize, manifest. And when we are led to consult with a doctor, he leads us to the right doctor. A spirit-filled, believing doctor. That diagnoses, but also prays with his patients. That's what we need. Amen? Amen. Healing is yours through the cross. Galatians 6.14, the cross is glorious. So not only does it bear a testimony, it testifies of glory. It brings a certain glory. Galatians 6.14, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Our boasting should be in the cross. I am who I am because of the cross. Come on, friends. If it was not for the cross and the message of the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus, we would maybe be on the streets today or living out there in the world. You would be in the casino now. Not you're in church worshiping the Lord. What's the difference between us and them at the casino? The cross. The embracing of the cross. 
the acceptance of the love of God through the cross. You see, we have a cross also to bear in following our Lord when the world becomes dead to us, says Paul. It's a, it's a nice statement, but it's not that easy to live a life that is dead to the world and the desires of the world and the things the world present. One simple example. You know how difficult it is for business people today not to fall for a bribe to get a contract. It's not easy when someone says, you can get this contract of 11 million rand, but first pay the 500,000 cash and then you can get the contract. It's difficult, but we are dead to this world because we are alive in Christ. Can I share a brief testimony with you? One of my friends in business, just trusting the Lord and having opportunities presented where they could pay a bribe and get contracts. And they just decide, him and his partner, they're not going to go that route. They're going to believe God. They continue to do the work God has called them to do. So one day he gets invited to a meeting just to help them consult on a draft. So he goes to the meeting. He sits with this panel of senior CEOs of this mining company. While he's presenting that which to help them with, also having a company that could deliver the service, but they are looking at three other candidates. The CEO stops the whole meeting and he says, I know you didn't apply for this contract, but it's yours. A billion rand contract. It's yours. Just gives it to him. Why? Because we serve a powerful, awesome God that does not operate by the way of the world, but by the way of the kingdom. If the king says you're going to get the contract, you're going to get the contract. Even if it has delay, even if there's resistance, and trust me, there will be because the devil also wants that money to further his purposes. Amen. Or oh my. But it is glorious, this wonderful cross, when we boast in the cross, it releases the glory of God. Our celebration and honor should be of our own crucified and resurrected Lord. His body and His blood. Let it never leave your testimony. Let the testimony not be about, you know what, uh, I came through this difficult time and then I did this and then I did that and then I did that and then you've left me and lost me. Because where's Jesus in it? What was his role? What did he do? Amen. If I'm stepping on your tones this morning, I'm going to stand there for a while. We'll pray for healing afterwards. The cross is also a message we carry, not just a testimony. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2 says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Living in continuous experiential revelation of the crucified Christ. Living it out daily on a day-to-day basis in relationship with Him. Leaning into Him. Trusting Him. And maybe you say, well, it's easy for you to say you are in ministry. 
You get so busy in ministry sometimes that you lose that, the heart of things. I've also worked outside of ministry for 14 years. So I know what it's out like out there in the marketplace. I know the experience. I know the challenges. I know the difficulties. I understand that. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Friends, if you didn't know this, can I tell you something prophetic? Oh, nobody wants to know? Okay. The whole thrust of heaven is invested in the harvest. God is moving into the harvest to reach people, to save them and disciple them. That's where his focus is. If you are going with the harvest, you will see resources. If you are going with your own thing, little resources. Because God is invested in the harvest because the word says the end of the age is the harvest. It's about the harvest. It is the will of your father that none would perish but all be saved. If we don't have as his people a heart for people that are lost, a desire to reach those that are not reached on a normal, regular basis, something's wrong. We need to come back to the heart of that which is truly Jesus Christ, the lost. He came to seek out and save the lost. For this reason he was manifest, to destroy the works of the enemy. This worldly works that keeps people away from his grace and salvation. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. Let me give you a testimony on this. One of them, to the glory of God. You know, of course, that when we bring Christ, there's a fragrance. When we share the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, etc., it brings the fragrance of Christ. So one day I was called to a home where a husband and wife had hit each other. <laughs> Sorry that I'm laughing. But anyway, so I came close to the door, and I said, Lord, I don't feel like doing this. I'm not up to this. The next moment, there was a strong, strong flavor of sweet roses that was really engulfing me, in flooding me, covering me, in front of me, over me. I could smell it so, so clearly, the sweet rose of Sharon. I was looking around. If somebody had sprayed something, saw nobody. So as I knocked on the door and the door opened and the lady of the house received me, that fragrance went with me into the house. The next moment a husband met me and the fragrance of the Lord just followed into their lounge. As we went to sit down, they just sat down with no argumentative reasonings. Just listening to what I had to say. And praise God for that because in my personal capacity, I didn't feel like doing and handling and covering this situation between them. Don't you think the Lord is good? They could smell Him, sense Him, and it brought a submission of the fear of God into their lives. 
You and I literally carry His flavor, bring His grace to people. The Holy Spirit moves with the message of grace. He does not move with the message of legalism. Come on. The Word says it actually grieves Him when we carry a message of law and legalism and judgment. When we carry a message and fragrance of grace, He's in it. He's with it to confirm it. Getting silent, yeah. Don't be worried. (laughs) The Lord is with us. Also, the cross, if we look at the next slide, brings death and life. Galatians 2, 19 to 20, For I, through the Lord, died to the Lord, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Death to self leads to life in Christ. Okay? Death to self lead to life in Christ. Let me share a testimony with you. Some years ago, I was in a spiritual family, macro church environment. I was serving there as a chaplain in the police and also serving that household. And the one Sunday I was praying and the Lord said to me, pointing me to the father of the house, the senior apostolic leader, he said he will persecute you. I said, this must be the devil. Prayed and prayed. The Holy Spirit said, he will persecute you. I said, I don't believe this. We have a very good relationship. I pray, Lord, let it remain a bond of peace between us. Three years after that, this man started persecuting me. Intensely. In my ministry, coming against me, even suing me. And I said, Lord, I don't understand. He said, you remember our talk three years ago? I said, it makes no sense. I went through that and it literally felt like death. Everything died. My aspirations, my dreams, my hopes, even to a measure my faith, not in Christ, but for what I was trusting Him for, died within me. It felt like true, real death. My ministry died. And the day that the Lord led me to completely resign, I cried like a baby for 60 kilometers all the way because I did not understand. I dried off my tears as I got home and I went into the lounge and I was there alone. I switched on the TV just to have something fill my thoughts. And Marilyn Hickey was on the TV. And she said this, You have been crucified. God arranged it. And your own people crucified you. Just like they did with Jesus. This was the will of God because in your death there will be resurrection. There will be life. And I was crying all over again. And a long story short, 
the Lord raised me into a new way in ministry, giving me such wonderful, blessed favor with Living Word family and gave me a spiritual father who loves me and I love him. He respects me. I respect him. He honors me. I honor him. He celebrates my ministry. I celebrate his. It's actually due to his account that I'm here. Give God praise for restoration because out of death, out of that which dies, there can be life. So the cross speaks of death and life. Both of them. His death and his resurrection. Our death and our resurrection. Today I experience the wonderful grace and fruit of the life that he brought out of death. Something that was really hurtful. Today there's just a little scar of it. No more pain. No more hurt. Because he's healed it. By the way, if you're wondering, I've met that spiritual father of mine and there's no blood, bad blood between us. We are on good terms. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when you experience persecution, it's not always from the people in the world. It's sometimes from your people around you. Is that okay? It's not nice, but it happens. You see, perfect love casts out the counter to faith, which is fear. You and I should identify in our lives where there's fear, because that's not of God. Do you fear the future? Not of God. Do you fear your advancement? Not of God. Do you fear having finances? Not of God. Do you fear living a healthy life? Not of God. You have to disqualify those fears and then say, I do not identify with them. I identify with the perfect love of my Father that costs out fear. He perfectly loves me, which means that He will provide for me. That He will see to it that I'm healthy, whole and healed. That He will take care of me and protect me. Even through stormy weather. He's with me. I urge you to identify that. So as we look at this, let's answer these questions. I would say we've answered this question. Is the, is the cross still fresh? The cross is still fresh. Is our testimony a reality? Our testimony is real as we share our experiences of Him. Share with people what you experience of the Lord. Your experiences, your tests, your trials and tribulations are there for you to share your story. Which is your story with Him. It's your story. God's story and your story together is the story. As we experience Him as fragrance, as we bring His fragrance to the lives of people, as we experience His power in our lives, transforming us through the cross, as we experience the Holy Spirit working in and through us to will and to do according to His will and pleasure, as we see the good works that He's prepared beforehand for us to walk in them, we start experiencing who He is and we share who He is with others. You know, a lot of people have the wrong mindset about God. Amen. They think he's an old man with a baseball bat. When you step out of line, he's going to knock you. 
wrong. First thing is he's not an old man. He doesn't live in time. Our father is not a gray-bearded old man. That's Santa Claus. It's not Father God. Come on. God views the cross as his transforming power. It's fresh to him. It's still transforming. It's the power unto salvation. It's the message we need to carry. That's his desire. So to help us a little bit as we come in for a closing, and then we'll go to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, keys to walking in the fresh power of the cross is firstly, let me just say this before I forget. The Word says the Holy Spirit works with the Word to confirm the Word with signs and wonders and miracles. If you are preaching and sharing your story of the fragrance of the cross, the Spirit works with it to confirm it. Come before the cross regularly. Let me just share this with you very briefly. They asked Dr. David Yonggi Cho, what was the secret to his success in ministry, having the biggest church in the world at that stage? He said, the single thing is that every day I bring myself before the cross. I worship Jesus and the cross. I declare his redeeming blood, his saving grace, and his torn body for me. And then from there, I walk in resurrected life. That was his answer. Bring yourself regularly before the cross. Bring praise unto him for his precious offering, because it's a worthy offering. And then partake of communion. And we're going to do this today. As you partake of communion, decree that I'm forgiven, that I'm redeemed. That I forgive all people who ever sinned against me. That the promises of the cross are yes and amen. Everything that Jesus did on the cross, they are yes and they are amen to you and to me. One of them is healing. That the resurrected life as a new creation is yes and amen for me. That I'm a new creation and I live a resurrected life. And then lastly, your identity as a royal son, a daughter of God. If I may for a moment just underline that and say, in your life, in my life, our greatest calling is to be a true son or daughter of God. Is to live out Christ and Him crucified. Is to be an example of Him. The word says in Romans 8 that we've been predestined or destinated to be conformed unto the image of His Son. So my, my cousin, for some time, she went to gym where Ray McCauley also gymmed and exercised. And over a period of time, she just watched him and one of her friends as well and another lady just exercising there, seeing him, and they saw him every time that he was there even when he was busy exercising he was available to pray for people our spiritual father Neville Norton is the same just bowing the knee praying with people right there I don't even know what you call those weights <laughs> but praying with them and then the one day this lady made a comment to him she said to him, Pastor Ray, I just want to say one thing to you. 
you wear Jesus well. I say, may that be said of us. May people see, taste, and feel, and experience that in our lives. Above all else, that we wear Jesus well. That we represent Him well. That they experience Him in and through our lives, our testimonies, our ministry, etc. Amen. So the way we're going to go now is I'm going to move us to uh, communion, to celebrate communion. But I'm asking to do it in a specific way, if it's okay. I didn't arrange it beforehand. What I would like for you to do is I would like to call up the ministry team to both sides. On this side and this side, ministry team, if you would please come. Then I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, just going, I'll tell you when to go, the ministry team can come, to go fetch communion elements. Then to go and have communion with your loved ones in the seat. But if you have any illness or sickness within your body, there's a healing anointing flowing here today. Amen? Then I want you to Go take your communion and come and stand in front of the ministry team member. And as you partake communion and declare the healing power of the wounds of Jesus, they will just pray over you and release that into your life. Is that okay? That's any form of sickness or disease. It takes exactly the same Jesus Christ with the same faith to get healed from cancer as it does to be healed from a cold or a flu there's no difference cancer is not a greater name than the name of Jesus every other name would bow to the name of Jesus it's the name by which we are saved amen okay ministry teams are ready okay so I'm going to pray a general prayer over you as I pray that you are released to go fetch communion elements if you need prayer and ministry, I'm going to be here praying with them and over them. I'll move from some of the stations that pray here and pray with them and you partake of Holy Communion and receive your healing. Is that okay? But before we do so, I need to ask this question. Please just bow your heads, close your eyes. If you've come into this service today, you say, I hear this wonderful message of a Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me in my place, for my sin, and shed his blood so that I may be washed and cleansed from all unrighteousness and sin. But I would like to receive him. I want to put my faith in him. And I also want to be acknowledged that my name is written in the book of life, that it's confirmed in the book of life. And with that, that His Spirit would come inside of me to live in me and confirm and testify that I'm a child of God. I want you, because I can't see you, and everybody is praying now, their heads are bowed, their eyes are closed because they love you. We're not going to embarrass you. They're not going to see you. It's quite dark out there. Just quickly come to me. Please, this is your opportunity. I'm creating an opportunity through the Holy Spirit in this moment. We're just going to love on you. Thank you for obeying and responding. You're welcome. You can just stand here in the front. God bless you. Anybody else? 
anybody else that came and says, well, I think I did respond to the cross, but I'm not sure. I don't have that sureness in my heart that the Holy Spirit testifies with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Then I would like for you just to respond. Now's the moment. We still give maybe a minute. You can just come out and stand here in front and we will pray with you. Last opportunity. Praise the Lord. You're welcome, sissy. Thank you for responding. This is your day, the day of salvation. Can I ask you to help them? Let's all pray this with them as they pray it out aloud. Let's all say, Father, thank you for the cross. Thank you for Jesus giving his life, shedding his blood on the cross for me, for my sin. I now receive and confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead. I invite you, Holy Spirit, come live in me and confirm my identity as a child of God. Please confirm my name in the book of life. My life is yours. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome into the family of God. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Of course, all heaven now rejoices when a sinner comes to repentance and salvation. Amen. I'm going to pray over you, and then you are released to go and take communion, have communion together, and then as you need ministry, you can come out. Uh, I don't know if you're going to close at the end of that, Pastor, or you want to close now. Okay. Father, we just want to thank you for today, Lord, and thank you as you minister still, Father, that our hearts will be open and receptive for you. We want to close the service, and Lord, we want to say thank you for what you are doing and what you did already, Lord. And I pray that you will come and bless us during this week, Father, and bring us back next Sunday, Father, with, with a response to your word, Father, bringing people to church, Father, responding to the call. We pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website on lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.